Here's someone I've been uh, looking forward to yarning to for quite a while on the country. I've followed her for a long time on Twitter. Very interesting person. Her uh, moniker is Honeybee Geek, but her name is Melissa Clark Reynolds. She's a serial entrepreneur, a futurist, and a foresight practitioner. Melissa, great to have you on the country. You've got Thank you. you've got such a great story. I want to start with your backstory. You went to university as a fifteen-year-old. I did. Um, look, I, I was just sort of one of those overachievers. You know, I finished the seventh form, as they used to call it in those days, which dates me a bit. Um, I was saying, you know, I went to St Matthews in Masterton, so, you know, I didn't go to a big fancy school. Um, six of us in my last year at school, um, and one of the first ones to go out to Rathkill when they were sort of testing out, you know, whether or not to merge those senior schools. So, you know, I was pretty lucky. Um, yeah, I had a good headmaster who kept an eye out for me, and I got to be house captain at 14, which seems ridiculous now, and I was sort of captain of everything, really. Um yeah, I'm really grateful for my, my time at St. Matt's. Well, you describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur. Do you know what you are, Melissa Clark Reynolds? You're, a, you're, you're one of those serial overachievers that annoyed us all at, uh, at high school. You obviously sat UE early in those days, as it was known, uh, to get in there. But you also, and this is part well, another fun fact behind you, you ran away to the circus as a 15-year-old. Oh, no, I was saying, um, look, it was pretty rough. So my first job was on a Savaloy line. And um and I think, you know, my grandfather ran a baking company and I kinda grew up around the meat industry quite a lot. And I think that putting me on the Savaloy line was a way of my grandfather trying to get me to go to uni, you know. And um anyway I went to university but fifteen was still quite young and I wasn't sure if I should have taken a year off or not. Um but actually sort of what jobs were available were pretty poor, you know. Anyway, I managed to get a six-week six week stint working for a, a Ringling Circus. But to be honest, what it did is it made me go back to uni. You went to university. You've got lots and lots of degrees, far too numerous to mention. But you also, while you were there, became a single mother. It seems to me like you kind of fast-forwarded everything in your life. Yeah, I sort of, look, I joke now, you know, I'm in my late 50s now, and I sort of look back and I go, oh, my God, that's so true that you, you're kind of a know-it-all in your teenage years. So, you now I just have compassion. I was pretty driven. I thought I could do everything. Um, yeah, you know, um, back then I, I kind of did a lot on my own, you know, as a triathlete, which is a very selfish sort of sport. I started businesses in my teens. Um, I'm a lot... A lot more chilled now. I'm pleased to hear it. It's a bit depressing talking to such a, a high achiever. Melissa, uh, if people are wondering why we're chatting to you on the country, you've got a really, really inter- interesting rural connection, especially when it comes to business directorships. For instance, you've been involved in Alpine Energy, Radio New Zealand. I'll come back to that one. You yep. were on MPI's prom- Primary Growth Partnership panel. You're a director of Atkins Ranch, a meat company in Hawke's Bay. And you were the first non-farmer director of Beef and Lamb New Zealand. So you obviously have a very strong rural connection, even though these days you're domiciled in Wellington. Yeah, I look, I... Um I guess, you know, I, I rousied as a kid and I worked in sharing gangs as a cook and, um, as I said, like I worked in meat companies and um, I just sort of always, I don't know, I mean, I think it's one of the best things about New Zealand is how close um, the urban-rural divide to me. It's like, 
it's just been a great privilege of my life, really, to be able to live in both worlds, you know. Um, and I want us to win. You know, I also, I do strategy for quite a number of companies in the primary sector, and um, and I think deeply about the future of the sector. Um, I do believe that the primary sector is the backbone of the rural economy, which I know some other people who know me might find odd, because I've also spent a huge amount of my life on technology. But we're really dependent on food production in New Zealand. Um, I care deeply about it. You're a futurist or a foresight practitioner. I love that terminology. (laughs) What's the future for farming? Well, I think it's really interesting. Um, You can kind of do a couple of things. Sometimes you look back to look forward. And sometimes we have to just look at what the kind of what I call the signals from the future are all around us. So if we think about the meat industry, um, one of the things I'm really proud of about having been involved in the meat industry so long is that we've massively cut our emissions um, while at the same time as improving our profit. So if we look at this another way, you can see that the number of sheep in New Zealand has declined quite markedly over the last 30 years. But actually profitability of um, of meat-producing farms has not declined. And so to me, I think you can see that there's been some real innovation. I sit on the board of Atkins. Um, we're constantly looking for higher-priced markets. So what drives us as a board is asking how can we get a better return to the farmer and how can we supply products that customers really want. And I think if the meat industry continues to do that, it has a really strong future. Um, Dairy, you know, it's been through such massive growth and it still remains highly profitable. Um, I think there's probably some more headwinds coming at dairy than there is at meat. Um, But, you know, we'll have to watch those. You know, the the social licence around water, around bobby calves, um, there's a bunch of that stuff. Having said that, you know, New Zealand is good at producing um, milk and I can't see that we're going to stop doing it. But I do believe that there's going to be some headwinds. Melissa Clark Reynolds, fascinating talking to you. I could talk to you for the whole show, but unfortunately <laughs> I'm out of time. Just give me give me thirty seconds on the bees. Why are you a honeybee geek? Um, well, Melissa means honeybee in Greek. Oh, I didn't and know that. I'm a nerd, so you know, honeybee geek. And then um, I do love bees. I've been keeping bees for many years. Um, I'm really interested in bee genetics, and I sit on a bee trust. Um, but one little last thing is, I've been saying to farmers for years that we've got a, too much manuka, and we do. We've got this big glut. A tip for me about the future of honey is, we've got to stop cracking into manuka now. We're we're, we're going to kill the golden goose. However, if you want a really great hobby and you want your vegetables and fruit to set well, get some hives in your backyard. Melissa Clark-Reynolds, thank you very much for your time. It's been great. Pleasure.